Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan. This week we discuss the possible end of our mission statement. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just what is, what if, and what is going on in this cinematic universe. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me always is Danny Vincent. Hi, I'm Danny Vincent. What if you did the spoiler right now? Okay, we're going to be very upfront before the spoiler. This is an episode we want to get over. We've been traumatized thoroughly by what if. Why have we been traumatized? But first, we got to give you a spoiler. From this point on, we will discuss the latest episodes of What If and possible spoilers for future productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of said future spoilers, but we'll gladly take full credit if such come true. We'll not address any leaks, but if our speculations align, it's purely coincidence. Now we will discuss episodes of What If. Three up, the last three episodes. Episode seven. What if Thor was an only child, even though he still calls Loki a brother all the time in the episode, so it makes no sense. Um, what if Ultron won, except for the fact that he wins in the first minute of the episode, so it's not really about that. It's about what if the Watcher was a lame-o, which isn't really a what if. And the ninth episode is, what if uh, the Watcher broke his oath, but he already broke his oath in episode eight, so that's not really a what if either. Anyway, what were your general thoughts on these episodes? Or should I go first? Uh, yeah, you can go first. Oh my god, let's what if shake I things up. What if, what if Danny shared his general thoughts first? Well, I will say this before I share my general thoughts. If there's one thing I've learned from this show, it's that if you ask the question, "What if," it generally will end with Tony Stark dying. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, as for my thoughts on this episode, uh, or these, the show, rather, um, this uh, wasn't great. <laughs> there were a couple good action scenes. Here. This is more specific about these last few episodes. Um, there were a couple good action scenes here and there. But as always with moves like this, like the idea of bringing it all together, all this, the, the flaws of the show could be made up of a spectacular finale. However, I think the finale is one of the weakest episodes of the show. Ultimately, the show served this show with two, possibly three good episodes. The rest of it's a mess that I feel like completely misunderstands both the appeal of the MCU and the intrigue of what the premise of this, like, would, like the actual hook of this show and the intrigue that would be involved with it. I think this show never really capitalizes on it, with the exception of two or three episodes. So. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think this show was heavily hurt by the writing. Um, It played off as Marvel fan fiction brought up in a concept meeting, but as something that never left the drawing board as a cohesive whole. That's an insult to fan fiction, but go on. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, go on. (laughs) There's plenty of good fan fiction in the Uh, world. No, no, this isn't me bashing fan fiction. It's more of it's they asked a group of writers to to like hey what would be what would be something cool that we get to see and then they're like oh i think it would be cool if we just talked more about odin and frigga's bad parenting on thor and and then we got that we couldn't we couldn't get renee russo back to record a couple lines so it's actually about just thor dancing for a whole episode right 
Um, So, um, so yeah, the writing stretches the story beyond what it needs to be, reaching for an in-game-esque payoff in only nine 30-minute episodes. I thought people would have learned that you can't do this, uh, DC. Um, Such... Yes, yeah, such. I, I have okay, thoughts no, on one of these no. things. My what? I, what I'm saying not about is, the DC. Not about the DC comparison. But, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. about something else. About something uh, else. <laughs> such complex storytelling cannot be accomplished in such a short amount of time. Trying to what you were talking about the intrigue of of that concept. Um, I I think the scope was way too big. It needed needed to be narrowed. Um, while I enjoyed certain aspects of the show and certain possibilities such as the Ultron we got, I expected more of Marvel Studios and can only hope that next season of What If will not jump universes so much. Well, I have two responses before we dig in. One is, I don't think you need an endgame as payoff, and I don't think this is aiming for it. I think it's aiming for an Avengers-type payoff, which I do think is possible in the time they had. The issue is their execution. I think they could have very well had a very cool finale, but... We can well honestly we can get into it now, but I think a big issue with the finale is like if you want to have an Avenger style payoff, maybe you should give the tall Star Lord some lines. And before you say, well, Danny Chadwick Boseman passed away before finished, I read an interview right before this that he sent in all the, all the line recording for the show was completed about two months before he died. So the mm. script is exactly how it would have been. He rarely gets any lines yeah. in the final. So same with Killmonger. The only people who really have dialogue in this ep- the last episode is. Captain Carter and Doctor Strange of their team yeah. that they formed. Yes. I don't even get like, so Gamora, like her episode is clearly cut, but why is she there? She doesn't do anything. You know, mm-hmm. like she literally does nothing. Yeah. Besides bring in the, uh, the infinity stone crusher, which is later on revealed to, Oh, well, this doesn't work with these Infinity Stones. It only works with my universe's Infinity Stones, which I thought was ridiculous. I, I don't uh, think that's ridiculous. I think, okay, I think that might work better if we had her episode in here. And in her episode, yeah. she uses these Infinity Stone Crushers. Um, but instead, it's just like, she's the key to it all. But it's just, it's so dumb. It's just dumb. I mean, you could have easily, that episode could have easily, easily been done. What if... Gamora would have reached Morag before Star Lord. Well, and then she gets the Power Stone, and you know goes from there. Well, I don't think we should uh, necessarily discredit an episode we didn't see. As far as we know, right? Perhaps the Tony Stark episode is great that we would get next season. I just think the idea of cutting it in favor of the Nick Fury murder mystery episode, which only serves to give a happy ending for Natasha here, or the zombie episode, which I know you like. But in all fairness, the zombie episode could have been pushed for next season if they wanted this finale to work. It yeah. doesn't really do like it's just a gag. That's really all the zombie episode is it for is, is a gag. It is, yeah. Um so to me, it's just kind of like I think their priorities were not in the right place if they wanted this finale story to work. They should have cut Gamora from the finale uh and figured mm-hmm. out a way to rewrite it. Um but anyway. Uh, I forgot what the other argument I had against you. Oh, she, oh, yeah. whatever the thing she was. unnecessarily got Bruce Bannered. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. I was going to say is, uh, your your hope of the next season not jumping universes as much. I feel like it's going to jump universes even more. I don't think there's going to be a unifying story anymore. Oh yeah. So yeah, I know. 
It's a man can dream. All right, so let's dig in. 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 Your thing is not glitching. I'm just saying let's dig in over and over again because I'm so bored with these episodes. Okay, so episode seven is Thor party on Earth. Um, I like to think the best. Oh, you sorry, go. Sorry, go. What I enjoyed the most from this episode was the end, was the ending. <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, what I'm I shaking enjoyed, my head no it was to listeners. <laughs> him, him like pretending that he's you know teaching these people, uh, teaching people on Earth, and uh, Reen Russo's character was not Reen Russo. Though. Reen Russo, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Frigga. Frigga. So it's Frigga. Frigga shows up, and then she's like, uh, "Oh, oh, you know, excuse me, what are you doing? Oh, I see that you know you're actually doing what you said you were gonna do. Um, that." That I I enjoyed that part. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, all's all's well. Except I only enjoyed that because however many other shows have done that from I, my childhood. I, I, I didn't I didn't dig it personally. I just thought it was like that's the issue. Actually, you just kind of nailed the issue with the show and the writing to me is that the writing is on in uh, Disney XD level when it's being sold to us as an MCU product. Um, yeah, and the only thing that makes an MCU product really is the actors being there. Um, and besides, they didn't even have have all of those, you know. I also thought, uh, well, I'll get into that. To me, this episode did have one good highlight, and it, to me, it's actually the best part of the last three episodes. Is I really did enjoy the initial Thor versus Captain Marvel fight. I thought it was the best action scene in the whole show. It did a Ooh, good yeah. job showing off both their powers. Plus, it also leaned into the cartooniness in a way that I was okay with, like them punching each other across continents. That's something you can't really do in a movie that is really fun to see in animation. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, to me, was the best part of these last... Honestly, best part of these last three should Probably the best thing I've seen in the MCU with Captain Marvel yet. <laughs> Let's be real here. <laughs> Besides yeah. maybe the Shang-Chi post-credits scene, <laughs> where Brie Larson actually looked like she was happy to be in there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was like the one thing here I liked. Let, let's break down the stuff I don't like. I don't like Chris Hemsworth's performance. I think it's really bad. I don't, it, it like, he sounds like a sound alike for some reason. And it's Chris Hemsworth. I was shocked they got Natalie Portman for this. I'm guessing she must have recorded her lines on set for, uh, Love and Thunder. They're like, you're here, you gotta do this. And she's like, okay, fine. And the Tessa Thompson's like, don't put me in that. And uh, the other big issue with this, which is my main issue with the show, really, honestly, is that it forgets it's supposed to be an MCU thing. And by that, I mean, um, this is supposed to presumably take place around the time of Thor 1. Selvig is not hanging out with Darcy and uh, Jane for whatever reason. Makes no sense. Uh, And that's an ongoing problem with this show. I've complained about it in multiple past episodes that it's like, okay, where is this character? And my theory with this one, it's because they didn't want to cast a sound like for Stellan Skarsgård and for Idris Elba for what it's worth, because Idris Elba, it's so weird to me that Heimdall has no lines in this mm-hmm. episode. He just goes, mm-hmm. it's just like, and that was my Tim Allen grunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have got Tim Allen to play. No, they shouldn't have. That would have been terrible. Yeah. Yes. Uh, But anyway, uh, but yeah, it's it's like where's Selvig? Uh, I think 
most of the humor in it is very tryhard in this episode. Like, why does Loki take Thor's phone and then drop it? And he's like, oops, I didn't think that would happen. What What are you talking about, dude? You're a giant. I did like seeing Frost Giant Loki. I thought that yeah. was cool, even if I didn't like the interpretation that much. Uh, makes me hope we can see that character actually in Loki season two. Uh, remember back when we were watching Loki and WandaVision? What great. T- Maybe, okay, I have a theory. Maybe it's like uh, Daniel Craig's Bond movies. Where, <laughs> where you get skips. a good one, you get a yeah, bad one. Yeah, every other one. Yeah, so like WandaVision was good, Falcon Winter Soldier was bad. Loki was good, what if it was bad? Hawkeye should be good. Little word for Miss Marvel yeah. now. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, but no, like... He's Nick Fury, dumb, dumb bit. Very, like, just so dumb. Why, why does Frank Grillo want to nuke people? This episode doesn't even acknowledge like he's Hydra in a way. And in his other appearance where he like showed up before he like, you know, before his uh, before Winter Soldier, you got the implication that he wasn't a great guy. Yeah. And this is just like he's like a goofy side character. Also, it's just it's, it's, it's also like, why is he there? If Clark, like, why is there if Coulson's there? It's a redundant character. <sighs> yeah, bad. I was like, I don't have I don't have uh, much to say on this one. Like. When I started watching this one, I was like, really? Like, he it's just party Thor? Like, I, Why is Rachel House there? I wanted more. Why'd they get her in to give one line? I want, like... I liked it in theory, like, to have a light episode, but it also is randomly the longest up one longer episode of the show. <laughs> it's 35 minutes. You know, there was a question posed to us way back... Back in the day when we covered Thor one and Drew Hayden said, and I quote, why is your podcast titled? Why is? And I think we can now definitively answer that by saying this show asks what if and we say, why is this like why <laughs> did you do why? this why would you why would you ask this why question? why <laughs> why would we have party thor why is it that we get party thor why is party yes. thor why okay but i do think again like if you remember back when i was giving the show much bigger credit i thought the point of the watcher was to posit like interesting thematic ideas yeah. right and i think <laughs> this episode kind of uh acknowledges that and then throws it out by the end and the reason i say that is is like okay so the point of this child episode was like my thematic point there was like what was it uh nature versus nurture type of thing right and the end of the episode's like t'challa was always a good person he's just going to be a little different but he's still going to change the world if he is a good person that was the thematic point of the episode this episode asks kind of the same thing what if thor uh, didn't have his brother as an influence. How would he change? Uh, the difference is, is the Chala episode gives you a totally different galaxy. This episode, and it ends like, it ends happy, but this episode just, I don't know. They both kind of end the same way, but what's stupid is the Watcher's like, and they all lived happily ever after. Wait, what's Ultron doing here? And then he forgets it in the next episode why Ultron is there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, 
It's it's stupid. It's it's there is no thematic point to this episode, and it seems like it's positing a cool idea. But then not only does it do nothing with Thor, but it doesn't do anything with Loki, and that's probably the biggest issue with it. Yeah, I probably analyze this more than anyone, (laughs) but I also only I only really analyze the thematic point of this episode for like a minute. So. We yeah, can. yeah. Episode I'm eight, done. which is what if Ultron won? What if we couldn't get any actor back for this episode besides Jeremy Renner? Uh, that's what I call this. One. Yeah. Well, it, uh, you brought up a really good point um, off off mic before recording about like why did they not just have um, Paul Bettany voice this Ultron vision? Or he's not really Ultron Vision. I know that the episode description I, I do think is like, sh- yeah, Vision and Ultron combined. But I'm like, Vision was never. No, he didn't exist. exist. Yeah. So. I, I get why he doesn't sound like it, because they never uploaded Jarvis. To him. That part makes sense to me. The issue is, is that they couldn't get James Spader back. Yeah. And like, I think Ross Marquand does a fine job. I, uh, But. It's it's still like James Spader has such a unique voice, you know, and you can tell it's not him. I do think that not my MVP choice, but if I had to pick an MVP of like actual like talents in this cast that I was surprised by, I do think Lake Bell did a very yeah. good job with Black Widow for the series and did not. I didn't miss Scarlet at all, even though I like I liked obviously. I liked I Lake her. Bell a lot more in this episode than the murder mystery. Yeah. She did a really good job in this one and in the mm-hmm. next one. Yeah. Um, but I still, I don't know. It was, it was, I liked, I did like, I beat part, like, this was actually my favorite of the three episodes. I, I liked going back to the Winter Soldier era, even though randomly Zemo mm-hmm. there. Uh, but I, I thought it, well, the reason or I thought it was Zemo, cool is because even though this but, was anime, uh, yeah, uh, Zola, Zola, yeah. Zola, sorry. Yeah. I liked, um, the idea of using the Siberian base in animation, knowing that we know the geography from the uh, from the Civil War finale, and using that in the fight, like I wasn't really confused where yeah. they were because you know I've seen Civil yeah. War, and I like that. I wish the show had actually done more of that of like revisiting MCU mm-hmm. locations, because uh, they really didn't do it much. Uh, and there's a lot of like unique spots in the MCU that like like for example. When Killmonger went to Wakanda, why didn't we go to like that place, like the waterfall? Yeah. Ooh, like, that yeah. would have been very like, oh, I know where yeah. that is. Um, especially when I, I think of the upper appearance of Wakanda on Disney Plus, and it was like a tent. Uh, <laughs> during yeah, during uh, that episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, <laughs> very budget Wakanda, <laughs> extremely budget Wakanda. Uh, but yeah, I like that part of it. I I. I thought it was interesting. Like, I, it was one of those things where also like Zola being there, I was like initially like that's kind of dumb, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll go along with this. this. Is an interesting plot making Zola the hero of this entire show. Like that, that to me is such a ridiculous yeah. idea that I'm interested in. That you're uh, willing to buy into it. Well, yeah, it's kind of like um, it's like Josh Thanos. Like it's a ridiculous idea, but I'm willing to buy into it because I I want to see where they're going. Yeah. With it. Uh. So, yeah, I thought this was an all right episode. Also, I thought, like, the Watcher fighting uh, Ultron was cool, too. 
I thought Jeffrey Wright, this was probably Jeffrey Wright's best mm. episode. Probably see the most material in it compared to the other ones. But what did you think? I, um, spoiler for later, I know you don't yeah, like this episode. I, I didn't like this episode. <laughs> um, and it's Ultron is the reason why I didn't like this episode. Um, yeah, it's it was cool to see, like, what if Ultron did get the vibranium vibranium body you know what if like and we we followed down that um and and it was cool seeing black widow and hawkeye in this very dystopian um you know setting i was gonna mention that too you know how we always we always want like a black widow hawkeye movie that we never got and this episode kind of gave us a taste yeah yeah and i i did i did like that um although i wonder how many times Black in this series, Black Widow said, "We're the only ones living in this universe. We're the only ones living in this universe." Because <laughs> it, it was just, it was, it was, uh, it, oh. it was, yeah, it was just repetitive. You know what I hated? Can we jump? Can we jump ahead What's to up? the final episode just for a quick moment? Because I'm gonna forget this. Uh, we kind of mentioned this already. Those the Gamora thing, yeah, right? with the Infinity Stones. She says. These worked on the stones from my world, and it drove me insane in the moment. What do you mean, your world? You go across the galaxy, and we're talking like everyone, like you know what I mean. Like they said, universe. I would immediately not be thrown off by a line. They're infinity stones; they don't belong to a world. Sorry, this is such a nitpick, but it re- that line threw me off. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the so, so yeah, um, yeah. It was Ultron. Ultron is what did it in for me. And it's basically because it, I don't know, it was, it was like, oh, well, I, I achieved my goal of wiping every, like everything living out to prevent any conflict. So now I have no purpose and what can I do? And it, it's, I understand he, he's a program, you know, he's programming that his programming in goal, in goal had been met. I don't know. It was just, it was just kind of like, okay. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that you think this because to me, this episode's Ultron is more the Ultron you've been asking for. It's not a goofy Joss Whedon Ultron. It's an actually threatening Ultron. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting that you're like still like mm, not for me. Which is like I get what you're saying. Uh, and ultimately, I think it comes down to they wanted to have like a multi-part finale for this yeah. season. Um. But whereas if you actually explored this universe idea more, I think it's more likely Ultron tries to recreate life. Also, I got to say, one of my favorite moments of the episode that made me laugh because of how quick it was, was him just killing Ego immediately. Yeah. It's just kind of like, OK, uh, <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, I, I think like that's where I wanted it to go um, with Ultron creating like he had wiped out what he considered were threats to to life. He wiped that out, but then he didn't try to make the world operate as he saw that it should fit. He just kept, he was like, oh, I have to keep destroying. I need to wipe. And it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't, you know, like we, we've been down this path. Yeah. Now let's see the character. Let's see the character grow. Like, um, Siri and Alexa, they, uh, you know, they 
<laughs> yeah, I was, no, just listen, <laughs> because on. I was, I, I turned okay. away to make sure I didn't activate anything, anything in my house. Um, so, but like okay. the, you know, these, these, uh, AI on our phone now much, obviously much less sophisticated, but they still, they, they learn from your interactions with them. They learn, you know, things about you and how to, you know, they learn your preferences and stuff. And Ultron, I don't know, Ultron didn't grow. And I guess that's that's where my where my issue is, is this character that we focus on as the main character for this episode didn't really grow. Although I do like that they spent an entire episode on the antagonist of of the, you know, of that finale, the yeah. main antagonist of the finale. Yeah, because that means in the finale, that made me interested in him in the finale more. Um, but I get what you're saying. I just thought, out of these three, I thought this was the best episode. It felt like the most focused to me. Uh, I did think it was a little silly when Watcher was like, Please, Hawkeye, just click click that. Please, Hawkeye, don't do it, Hawkeye. No! Yeah. Hawkeye, no! Yeah, the watcher. What a what a loser! He's a loser. <laughs> you are a loser, uh, watcher. <laughs> Man, if what if season two? We should have we should have come up with some what ifs for Venom. What if Venom? What if? What if? What uh, if Eddie Brock? What if Tony Stark had mentored Venom? Oh my gosh! Tony Stark. What if Mister Stark? <laughs> <laughs> what if Eddie Brock was the watcher? Yeah. Yummy. Yummy. Okay. Uh so you know, okay, okay, wait, 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 hold on. What if instead of Deadpool and Korg watching the free guy trailer, it was Venom? Just Venom? <laughs> I'm not in this movie. Ooh, Venom. he looks yummy. Free guy. <laughs> he looks tasty. It's just him licking the TV. What's a video game? Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear Eddie Rocco. Well, you know, I have a PS5. Sony products are really good. No, I, I have, I have a PS5, and then we get this. He holds it up to the camera. But remember, Venom, you, you made me smash my TV. <laughs> Wait, you just made me remember the thing that always made me crack up about the Venom trailers, and oh uh, no, and the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is you watch it on your on YouTube, and at the end it becomes an ad for Dual Shocks. Like PS5 controllers. Get, <laughs> Did you not no, notice that when you watch the no, trailer, I, it becomes an does ad. It. They're like, yeah, all Sony trailers now cut to an ad for DualShock controllers. Okay, <laughs> not your best, not so your best like, thing to go for there, Sony, because should have always ended these, with Venom. These DualShock controllers are like even. Casual gamers know <laughs> that you got me st- started on a rant, Danny. Even casual gamers know that you should Yummy. not expect more than six months of use out of DualShock controllers. That's that's a thing. It's been that way forever. I remember when I was started on the PS2, I had to get like three different controllers to play through the Jack trilogy. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> now that we're... <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk. Let's today. talk about the Jack trilogy on PlayStation. Let's go through that. Um, episode. So I didn't like the first Jack because Thor was the party man in it. 
Oh, and oh wait, wait, back to episode seven for a very quick okay. second. Uh, might I say that trying to make a big deal, this kind of goes back to my, this is written for Disney XD audiences, but him being like, you remind me of a Midgard ward called Party Pooper. I'm like, is this written for like three year olds? Like, is this meant to be like a big thing that Captain Marvel's sad that she's being called a party yeah. pooper? Like, <laughs> and everyone else like points and laughs or goes, party pooper, party. And I'm like, what? Why is she flying away? This is stupid. And the thing is, I'm not mad at, I'm mad at the writing here. I'm not like Captain Marvel, you're yeah. a loser. I, as I said, I thought actually episode seven is the most I've liked Captain Marvel in this in the MCU so far. <laughs> Cause she felt like the one like sane person in the episode. I will say Captain Marvel <laughs> did something that, that I was, I, I was, I, I was like cheering for. And it's that. When she was on screen, most of the time she was beating up Thor. Therefore, she was shutting him up and he wasn't talking. And I love I love Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. But this show, his lines were just like you said, they were just they were they were abhorrent to use my three syllable dictionary. Such a bad. bad yeah. Anyway, so shall we move on to episode nine? What if the, the Skywalkers rose? Yes. Spoiler alert, they didn't. Uh, um, you can go first. <laughs> okay, so the first like 10 minutes, <laughs> the first 10 minutes of this episode, I was like, oh, dang, wow, okay, yeah, like I'm kind of like it had my attention. And then just like most of the other episodes, it it just dropped off and I was bored and just wanting the rest of the show to to get to be done. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. We're like we're not going anywhere with this. I'm I'm ready for this to be done. Um yeah. I just think I think uh one thing I wanted to say about the finale is a particular scene where you know the watchers collecting them all. And there is one really good joke in this episode I want to point out. So when the watcher grabs Thor, Thor just goes, ah! <laughs> like, like, Thor just screams. So the one time in the whole series, I liked Chris Hemsworth acting. I did like <laughs> Thor in this episode much better than Hardy Thor. Well, it's because he's the one person who's allowed to be funny because inexplicably T'Challa Star-Lord has no yeah. lines in the episode, really. Um, which, by the way, last T'Challa we'll ever get in the MCU for a while. What a, mm-hmm. shame. What a shame. Um but and what a shame that'd be this. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be blood. Should have just had the the Star Lord episode be standalone, uh, and had it be the your last episode. Save the best for last. Uh, but I did want to mention this because I would be remiss to say the one thing this episode really reminded me of is after he collects them all, Doctor Strange takes him to his like little dimension that he's made to look like a bar. And I was just waiting so much for Killmonger to say, "What are we?" Some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> that that would have been funny. Yes. Because the whole thing just reminded me of the, the, the infamous. Have you seen Suicide Squad? I forget. I've seen. seen like the, Not the gun one. The, yeah, the I've one. seen that one. The bar scene in that movie is the only thing I remember from it. Because I just remember being so like, because, you know, I, I have an issue with a lot of blockbusters now. Like, 
The Force Awakens, which I really like. You know what the biggest issue with The Force Awakens is? It's actually not a big enough remake. I don't know why I got so offended when you said that because I was imagining Rise of Skywalker and I was just like, Danny. No, the Rise of of Skywalker is bad. But you said Force Awakens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Force Awakens, but do you know the biggest problem with it is? And it's not it being a new Hope remake. It's that the story never slows down. It's constantly run, run, run. We never get a scene where it's just really Ray and Finn talking. And the, I, honestly, the biggest issue with the sequel trilogy within the story itself, not talking about behind the camera or like changing voices, is that Finn, Poe, and Ray don't share a scene until the final movie. That's insane for your, what's yeah. supposed to be your three yeah. movies. They don't share a scene. And there was plenty of opportunity in The Force Awakens for it to happen. J.J. just didn't care to ever slow down and have there be a scene there where they actually talk. And so I think about the suicide, not the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad 2016, where we have that. And it's terrible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that, there's, they, the scene there in the bar is one of the worst scenes in the movie. Because uh, they all just talk about, like, here's my tragic backstory. And they go, like, we're bad guys. Ooh. And it's just like, anyway, that's that's what the scene yeah. reminded me of, was they're all in a bar. And the thing, it's like, it's just dumb. It's just a really dumb scene. I, w- I like the Watcher and this Doctor Strange being like a... Uh, like a pairing, like give them a buddy cop show. We didn't need all everyone else here. Like, whatever. Like, it was bad. I like Toby Jones. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good <laughs> to have him back. I liked. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything here we can really talk about besides the ending. Uh, because there was something I want to mention at the end. I think. This finale missed out on a fantastic opportunity, and that is having Josh Thanos on the team. You know, that's a good point, which I, I get that at the end, the Watcher's like, uh, Venda Cumberbatch is like, uh, I say Venda Cumberbatch, even though I know it's Doctor Strange. Venda uh, Cumberbatch is like, uh, <coughs> I guess you knew that all this would happen and Killmonger would betray us like that. That was a good idea. And it's like, no, it wasn't. It was stupid. He didn't like, what was the point? Like, really? What was the, point it's all, it's also like, I don't know. It didn't, it, it didn't to, seem sorry, like it on. was a Killmonger thing for him to, him to yes, do because he's say. very calculated. It goes back to my issue with his episode. It goes back to my issue with his episode where I think Killmonger it's completely misunderstood by these writers. And again, I do think uh, when we when we do our Black Panther episode, we'll probably really get into Killmonger. Um, so I think Killmonger, you know, people go, and I, I've jokingly said Killmonger was right on this episode. Killmonger is not correct, but he does have points. The issue is how he goes about yeah. his points. And also that he, like, uh, disrespects all the women in his life, uh, to be very blunt. Uh, but again he's just like it doesn't you're right it doesn't feel like killmonger at all in this uh it's it's not my i want to want can i just talk about the ending we can just, I, I really, yeah I yeah no no I be it's done good with what yeah let's, let's get over this um is the ending now there's a really uh interesting way i feel like this could connect to the mainline mcu 
if we cut the Nick Fury episode. Uh, but I also don't think it would have ever happened. It is such a, like, it is a bigger than a, what if uh, Mephisto, or like, it's bigger than like, uh, if Doctor Strange had showed up at the end of WandaVision or something yeah. like that, you know? And it's, uh, what if at the end of this episode, you know, they're all going back to their own universe, and Natasha's like, I want to go back, I don't want to go back to the universe, it's terrible. And then we cut to, in live action, Jeffrey Wright walking out Scarlett Johansson to the post credit scene of Black Widow. And like, she's alive now, have fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, granted, that wouldn't happen because of her contract being uh, the whole, the whole yeah. lawsuit and everything. But imagine if that did. Imagine if that was the solution to this. Is like, this is how Scarlett Johansson actually didn't want to quit after Endgame, so here she is, she's back. And what if was required viewing? Yeah. Ugh. I know you're shaking your head no, but I, okay, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it because I think it would be, here's the only reason why, is in my what if scenario, my what if for what if scenario, this only happens because Scarlett Johansson's won her lawsuit with Disney by so much, she's now contractually obligated to be paid $50 million for every single MCU movie that comes out. <laughs> that is my what if. <laughs> What if Scarlett Johansson got paid fifty million dollars for I mean, each it's used yeah. <laughs> for Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> every single every, every single no one. one. Scarlett and, Johansson. And it like you say this and you say it jokingly, but I'm also like, this is a very Disney thing to do. Is I mean it's gonna happen. Loki. That will be what eventually happens if Loki when he meets up with, you know, Thor. Like he's going to be in the mainline movies again at some yeah. point. Heck, you might even be in the, the, the Midnight Suns thing I keep hitting at, but not really breaking into on this podcast. Um, actually, he'd be a very good fit for that team. Uh, but that's my point. Is like He will eventually be back in the main line. with He'll meet up with heroes again. Probably not Thor anytime soon, but he'll meet mm-hmm. up with them again. And that won't be the Loki we started with. That will be the same thing that happens in this episode with Black Widow. The difference will be we will fall two seasons of this Loki, so we'll be okay. Yeah. That's really and it will actually be more good. seasons. Yeah, well, the look it depends what movie he pops up in. Let's be real. <laughs> like, no, no, I was meaning quality wise, not not more oh, okay. moral. Yeah, no, that's not even what I mean. I, I was referring to quality wise. I mean, like, if Loki popped up in Falcon Winter Soldier, it's not gonna be a magically good TV show, <laughs> you know? like, yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna suddenly be like, oh, well, Loki's here, so five out of five. <laughs> like, that's the house. That's works. true. We we did have yeah, yeah. Zemo in that, and yeah, yeah, we had Zemo, we had uh, we had Tom Cheadle being Emmy nominated, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, we have two last things to talk about: the score and the post. Yeah, so the score. I the show had a good yeah, score. Yeah, I I thought that it was cool that we played around with um, various things, as you know, like various themes from the from MCU past. Um, I like the Killmonger read. I forgot to mention that in the Killmonger episode, but the Killmonger theme popping up a lot always made me happy, even though I didn't like their interpretation of Killmonger. That theme is such. Yeah, a it is. So. Um. The yeah. post credits remind me what happens in the post credits again. Oh, uh, we get a teaser presumably for an episode of next season where she discovers randomly Steve is frozen. Oh, on yeah. The ship Patrakazon. I don't know why, because the ship Patrakazon is not a hydrogen. Oh, 
But Steve is there. And she also she also says Batrock. She doesn't say Batrock. She says Batrock. And I'm like, I'm like, Kaylee Atwell, what are you doing? And she's like, what is what about Batrock? What is he up to? I'm like, no. I would really prefer this Captain Carter. Like, I'm all, I'm all down for bringing Haley Atwell back to the yeah. MCU. Just let her act against actors and not against someone. Yes. <laughs> you know, we don't have a least valuable player. So let's just say now, who do you think was the worst celebrity voice actor on this show? Yeah no, yeah, no, I'm I'm here. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. through it. <laughs> thinking. Well, I'll give you my answer then. Sebastian Stan. He's the uh, Sebastian yeah. Stan to me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like there's so much. I, I was, I've pushed so much of this would, show to the just to the back of the mind. Funny. Yeah. I would say of the leads, I, I want to say Hemsworth, but I could also maybe I thought Michael B. Jordan was very bad in this show and I don't blame it on him. Uh, he felt I felt like he was bored with the scripts, which is very fair. Felt like a waste of yeah. time. Uh, so, yeah, there was a post credit scene. We didn't like it. So predictions uh, first. Let's let's refer. I think now would be the time to mention what we said at the very beginning of this, the possible end of our mission statement, which is. We were not very big fans of this show. And I still don't see it very much being MCU canon, really. So we may not, we very possibly might not cover it next year when the next season comes out. Would you say that, Tyler? Would you co-sign I co-sign. That? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will see. We will very well see. Like, maybe, maybe we will watch the episodes that interest us and cover them. Yeah. You know, like if there's a premise that sounds cool, we'll be like, yeah, sure. We'll check that out. But like, for example, what if Thor threw parties? We'd probably skip that one, right? Like what like, if Thor threw like, more no, parties? <laughs> that's the one they're all going to give. They're going to give us a full spinoff of just party. Yeah. Thor. Every episode he's parties. Um, but what if, what what if episode would you want to have next season? Now, Tyler, I see you have a very long yeah. pitch. So do you want to go sure. first? So what if Trevor Slattery became Iron Man? So the way for this to work is Tony is actually killed when he's a prisoner of the Ten Rings. Oh, so it's a what if episode because Tony died. Oh, that's true. Oh, so and it what fits in. Yeah, yeah, perfectly. So yeah, uh, Tony is killed when he's a prisoner of the Ten Rings during Iron Man 3. Trevor witnesses his death and sees that Killian is actually a villain and takes control of the Iron Man suit to save the day. Trevor becomes the new Iron Man from that day forward. If that happens, civil war is avoided. Thus, the Avengers are at full strength when Thanos arrives. MCU Ultron would never be brought about, therefore Vision would not exist. Wanda and Pietro are still possibly working for Hydra, and General Thunderbolt Thaddeus Ross recruits those two to begin the Thunderbolts team. So here's the lineup for the What If Thunderbolts team. We've got Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Abomination, White Vision, and I have in parentheses here, 
Hydra knows the power they have with the Scepter and now has resources to build a cyborg because of cooperation with Ross. This cyborg could also eventually become a comic book correct version of Ultron. Uh, A.K.A. the Ultron we got in the finale. Yeah, kind of. Um, And then we could get a yellow jacket. Uh, Yellow jacket could be on this team and Killmonger could be on this team. Um, I know Danny's like, I don't want Killmonger on this team. These writers should not be allowed to do. These writers should not be allowed to ever do anything with Killmonger again. They've lost their privilege. Yeah, they've lost. They've lost the so, right. I'm taking the rights and giving him the Sony. Killmonger can show up in Venom Three. We'll allow that. At least Tom Hardy will have fun, and Michael B. Jordan will have fun on this. Right, right. Go on. Uh, so give me a whole season of this with well developed stories and plot lines, and that last sentence there is extremely, extremely uh, emphasized. Well-developed stories and plot lines. Thank you, Marvel. I I think it's uh, I think another uh, a response I have before I give my predictions. So well it's kind of the issue of the show is I think personally the zombie episode. I know you liked it. We should just throw it out though, because you the real reason why we should throw it out. Do you want to know? I mean, I'm okay with throwing Spider Man is well. Well, the real reason is. The Spider-Man episode, it's a Spider-Man episode. If Spider-Man's on the show, the episodes can be a- around an hour. You can actually develop these stories instead That's of rushing true. through them. Yeah. So just get rid of Spider-Man. We love him, but get rid Well, I don't love him, but I presume the, the people who watch the show do. <laughs> <laughs> but get rid of him. <laughs> and just keep the show to a short storyline. Like, I'm not sure, like a, a full hour long. And then we can actually have these stories developed. Anyway, I have two pitches. Neither would have been available for this season, so that's why I want the next season. Now, what if Shang-Chi, this is a Shang-Chi one. What if Wenwu had been at home when his wife was killed? I think that's a lot of that's, interesting yeah. stuff there. Because in that, I think he'd save his wife or he would die in the process, one or the other. Probably die in the process because I don't think they could get Tony Leung for this thing but if he dies then his mom shang chi's mom raises him and he probably becomes a superhero way earlier and the mom probably gets involved and uses the ten rings as a force for i'd be very curious the to use ten rings um, as a force yeah. of good yeah yes um be very interested to see how that would deviate the timeline because that would bring shang chi to the avengers early you may not you even I mean? need like uh, you may not even need the avengers depending on what the ten rings becomes yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I would like to see that. Uh, yeah, because then, you know, Tony wouldn't be kidnapped. Exactly. Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and we all know that if he does that, my, my, uh, he just becomes an a-hole. I mean, he just continues. Yeah, being that. he hires Killmonger exactly. and Wakanda yeah. falls. And but meanwhile, uh, the Ten Rings are like, no. Uh, my other one is, what if the remaining Avengers went to investigate the Hex? Uh, which could also be what if Wanda expanded her hex to include the whole world one way or the other. I just want to see the conversions of the rest of the mm. Avengers. That's really the point of that episode. I think it'd be very fun. I've kind of mentioned it before. Just do a Simpsons and do it in the style of the Simpsons. Cause it's an animated show. Give us an animated sitcom of WandaVision. Like we never yeah. got. Um, also my idea, which has nothing to do with the show is that Jeffrey Wright can replace Stanley as the cameo in movies. 
I think it'd be very fun to see him like pop up here and there. Uh, this would replace something that is sorely missed from Black Widow and Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jeffrey Wright would be down, you know, it would uh, boost his net worth uh, in Hollywood. He'd be like, he'd be like, look at all these. I, let me do my different impression. <clears throat> look at all these movies that I've been in that made billions of dollars. I was in the James Bond movie and I was in Black Widow which did not make a billion dollars because there was a global pandemic, but, you know, without a pandemic, Scarlett Johansson says it would have made $1.2 billion, earning her $50 million in net gross. I'm Jeffrey Wright. I thought it was. I, th- I it was. I, I'm sure I'll find out I when thought I it listen was. back to the episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I think that... I'll bring it back when we cover No right. Time to Die. <laughs> I think that Jeffrey Wright, um, as your, your new cameo actually would be that's probably the best thing that we can get from this show at you know yeah, it would be really the only impact yeah. i'd like uh because I, I i do love really love jeffrey wright as an actor mm-hmm. so, and so it cool. would be it would um, be like for those that haven't watched that you know what if um they'd be like okay why is this guy you know running around what is what is he doing why why is, is this guy running around <laughs> well guess what we got a whole podcast where we try to tell you just exactly what is going on. Who and what Jeffrey <laughs> yes. Wright is. Who, Who and what, what Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, Wright is. This is why is the Jeffrey Wright podcast. Um Oh no, we're gonna it's gonna be like Luca, we have to cover every Jeffrey Wright thing. Sounds like a good idea. That means me. interstellar. <laughs> and I don't know. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Tyler, you've oh, got he's not that's an interstellar. Right. Canceled. Tyler is canceled. No. He's in Hungry Games. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, to be fair, he is in he's on Westworld, which is a Nolan and Jason property. So. So. I'm not going to totally cancel you. Sorry, Tyler. Is he in a movie with Matthew McConaughey? Probably. I don't know. We'd have to. I, I, he hasn't been in a lot of movies recently because of Westworld, you know, because Westworld takes up so much of his time. Um, probably I could bake in it right now. Sure. You want me to? Who am I looking up? Damon? Uh, look up Damon and or McConaughey. Jeffrey Wright has been in three movies with Daniel Craig. All right, let's look at Matthew McConaughey. He has been in no movies of Batman. Why is the Batman? Matthew McConaughey was in. Why is the Batman showing up as a Matthew McConaughey movie? It's. (laughs) That is really weird. What's everyone we're looking at? Damon? That is really. Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright is in the Batman. Yeah, he's Gordon. Yeah, he's Gordon. I've not been paying attention. John Turturro, Andy Serkis, Colin Farrell. It's a really good cast. Yeah, it is. Ra- Robbie Pattinson. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz. He's a good actor. You sounded disappointed for a second. Robert Pattinson. No, is he is. He oh, is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been really impressed with his stuff that's not related to a certain vampire I'm gonna, I'm gonna, universe. I feel like Jeffrey Wright should play like every like intimidating character in the movie. Like I love Lawrence Fishburne, but I think about his most famous line in Batman v Superman where he goes like, no one cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. And I imagine instead being, nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. 
Who do you think would deliver this one? Jeffrey Wright. That said, I don't want to see Jeffrey Wright play Morpheus. That's that's Lawrence Fishburne's territory. I won't go. I won't get that sacrilegious on this. I won't get that. Um, anyway, would we rewatch? What would we talk? The no. Show? Well, we're talking about Jeffrey Wright taking over. Oh the camera yes, that's yes, how we and I would thing. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we're not. He's the voice the in the Good Absolutely Dinosaur. Not. Jeffrey Wright is. He's good in the. He's he's the only memorable part of the Good Dinosaur. He plays. The he's the only good part of the style. Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Well, besides the scene where the baby and the dinosaur go on a drug trip, that part was interesting. Whoa. I've not seen this <laughs> this film, so. Uh. Well, as much as I'm a Pixar fan, you don't. You're not going to get it from me <laughs> on this podcast. Good. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, the Mancurian Manchurian candidate. I always think that's Minority Report. I don't know why. So I picture Tom Cruise's face on, and I'm like, "This is weird." (laughs) As much as I'd love for us to go through the Jeffrey Wright filmography, I would like for us to do the Wyatt Award so I can take a nap. Take a nap. That's what it's called now. Yeah, at nine thirty p.m. Okay. who was the MVP? I say it's got to be Chadwick Boseman. The show wasn't great. His episode was the second best of them, though. And it was really a joy to hear him voice T'Challa one last time. And, and, and all honesty, like as much as I want to like, say the show is terrible, I am glad I got to hear T'Challa again before he's going to be. And, of course, Chadwick again as T'Challa uh, before he's going to be gone from. He is gone, really. That's the yeah. thing. And yeah, he will be missed. And the fact that he gave his full effort to this and he is in, I would say, inarguably, if not the best part of the show, easily the top three best parts of the show. Um, Which I know sounds damning with fame praise of all we've said, but he is good. And it was great to hear him again. So. Yes. Um, I think Benedict Cumberbatch um, was the MVP, although I feel that this is almost cheating because we already know how good of a voice actor he is. Um, still, he he was a beacon of hope in this series. Hey, oh, hope dies. Hope. hope. That's also something that you and I dies? talked about. Every week with this show <laughs> that. Oh, I'm going to talk puns. about it again. Don't worry. I have, a, I have a list in my notes. It's, I'm still going to talk Anyways, about it. Anyways, so do um, you have a favorite episode or scene? I thought that, I thought, well, it's it's episode. This, the or scene is for if we're doing a movie, you know. Uh, the best episode is Doctor Strange, in my opinion. Because um, I actually, it's weird. I don't, I think Doctor Strange is the most interesting character in the MCU to me in a way. Because I remember not being impressed with his movie at all. But I've been so, I've really enjoyed pretty much every follow-up appearance of his. Um, which is, because uh, that's interesting too, because I, I don't really, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is an okay actor. I, I don't really love him, you know. But yet, I do enjoy Doctor Strange. And I enjoyed this episode. It felt really emotionally heavy and it actually worked. Because uh, the rest of the show, when it took advantage of animation, I think it took advantage of, like, you know, the cartoony aspects and the actual one. I felt like this took advantage of animation because it could tell. Because I compared it at the time to the opening scene of Op. Like, I thought it was very emotional. I didn't cry or anything, but it worked as a story. And it also was one of these that had a tragic ending that didn't feel like the characters were being betrayed. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good episode. Um, 
You? For me, it was uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord. I thought it was the most cohesive episode, and it felt the most complete. Um, the, like you said before, this episode could stand on its own. Um, I, I, I would maybe I, rewatch honest, it, that episode. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like we say, we won't rewatch the series, but I would probably like, especially as someone who will want to revisit. I know Chadwick's performance as T'Challa year from years to come. When all we really got is Civil War, Black Panther, and because he really doesn't have big roles in those Avengers movies, yeah, you know. Um, unfortunately, and then um, the, that episode. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll I, I could see myself going back to that episode. Um, worst episode Fury's big week easily was not a good mystery I felt like Samuel oh I forgot about Tim yeah he was terrible I remember I was like saying the worst lead actors were either Michael V. Jordan or Chris Hemsworth Samuel Ooh, Jackson was also yeah like yeah I'm gonna go with yeah. him as being yeah. the worst as, voice the acting worst in this well what yeah. was weird to me was is like he had one line in the party Thor episode. He actually thought he did a better job with, with that, that one line. line <laughs> than- <laughs> yeah, where he's like, excuse me, Thor, get go away. And he like screams at one point. And I was like, yeah, that, that was better than your other episode. Uh, but yeah, the Fury episode was just so bad. Uh, but I also think the finale is very close to being the worst episode mm. to me. Mm. Um, I thought Ultron dominating the universe episode eight. I talked about it before. Um, the ending was evident from the first five minutes of the episode, and I was bored throughout, much like the majority of this show. Uh, uh, I do say um, episode eight being your least favorite sounds a little familiar. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> the best moment of the show. Hold on, I'm still, I'm really confused. What do you mean? <laughs> Sounds really familiar. Well, let's see. Episode one was the Phantom Menace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Last Jedi is trash. Okay, so best moment. Um, okay, uh, you better not say it's worse than Tiger Clones, and I'm not going to chase you on that right now, mm-hmm. but Tiger Clones is worse. Tiger Clones is, Tiger Clones is worse than Rise of Skywalker. Uh, anyway, opinions. Okay, this so best. No, what do you? Of course, I have opinions. <laughs> this is a podcast of opinions. Okay, <laughs> should I yell opinions after everything you say? <laughs> you already do. <laughs> That's true. I go. You're wrong. <laughs> okay, you're wrong, and here's why. <laughs> um, so best moment. This one is the hardest to pick. Because I think this show had a ton of good moments, but the lack of cohesiveness failed those moments. Um, We're trying to bring them as a whole. Um, I'd ultimately have to say just seeing Marvel zombies on screen is cool. It got talk going around, hype going around for Marvel zombies um, coming to the big screen. And uh, yeah, we said we wouldn't address rumors or leaks so i'll leave it at that i mean i i don't know there, there's a rumor that zombies, one of the writers so from this show said that um there are talks for a marvel zombies live action i would guess that would be like in blade 2 or something like that yeah you know? i anyway. would be 
Uh, I was like, you could maybe see something like a Halloween special, maybe. It'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, my best moment was the reveal of Josh Stannis. Uh, that's all I got. Like, I feel like that's kind of for itself. Yeah. Like, we were just like, that was a moment I was like, this is great. Like, and, and honestly, that episode is like, we like, it is such a good episode. Because we always talk about Josh Stannis and Chal in it. But I also just think about like Karen Gillan like being a really great voice actor in that episode. Howard the too. Duck. I mean, like Cha-Cha. Howard the Duck is in it, and Howard, he was well, Howard the Duck was a little sour because he's in Party Four. Right. You know, that's, you know, <laughs> he's okay. He's okay now. <laughs> but yeah, Howard the Duck was there. The only thing that's bad about that episode really is Benicio. But the thing yeah. is, is like the collection episode is so radically different from the one in the MCU that I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um so most disappointing your, aspect. Uh, um for me it was this show trying to to be trying to be too big too soon. I left out words in, in what I wrote. Uh keep it one alternate universe where one deviation changes everything afterwards and follow that for a season. Um in a couple seasons that's when you bring the Power Rangers together to beat Rita's monster. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but you need to also... Well, okay. I'm going to both argue against you and then immediately debunk my own argument, okay? Okay. So, I agree with you ultimately. But I want to make this point. is that If you wait a couple seasons, you unfortunately cannot have T'Challa Star-Lord unless they recast him, which they've already said they don't want to do. However, considering T'Challa Star-Lord had like, no lines in the finale... I would say that that's okay. <laughs> I think they can write it around it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. My most disappointing aspect was, um, the sh- and I've mentioned this a lot, is the show just disregards the actual deviations in the MCU and like where the next mm-hmm. would be to make its own contrived reality. I said that this week with the Selvig episodes, but also particularly in the premiere, I remember Captain Carter uh, the her being in the room doesn't really change anything. The guy decides to bomb it earlier. That's that has nothing to do with her being. Yeah, it doesn't make it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's stuff like that. It got me annoyed. Um, and then what about best surprise? Uh, so one of my worries didn't come true, and that was a nice surprise to have, which was that hope. That when all hope seemed lost in the finale, we didn't see Hope Van Dyne appear through a portal. Even though, let's be real, wouldn't that have been that would have been that, that would have like, been it would have a million hopes just started flying in, like <sighs> and just all screaming, "There is hope! There is hope!" Just recreate portals, but it's only hope. And like, yes, <laughs> yeah, like that. This show would have been <laughs> worth it. Just this one time watch through. You hear out out of nowhere. Yeah. You hear on your left. You hear on your left. You're like, that's not Anthony Mackie. What voice is that? And then out of nowhere comes infinite Infinite hopes hopes. just flying out of the portals. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The best surprise for me was Josh Thanos in the MCU uh, because I was not expecting that. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is this is everything. Everything everything that we could have asked for. Moment of reflection. When, which episode was it that we first talked about Josh Thanos? I don't even remember. I 
If know. if you're listening to this and uh, you remember which episode it is that we talked about, you can. Uh, uh, well, I have a. I think it had to have been a Wandavision one night because I felt like it was pretty early in our podcast. I feel like it was. I'm opening up the list of episodes. That's what I'm what I'm doing really quick. Oh, we mentioned we mentioned Josh Thanos in the description. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember actually now. Uh, no, it's not okay. It's not the first Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. It's not the Luca podcast. It's not the. Uh, it's not the uh, the Christoph Waltz. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh, when do we get we? Uh, when are we gonna get Christoph Waltz? Oh, I forgot to mention what? something. I forgot to mention this, uh, is that when Ultron is flying to the the planet in one of the episodes... No, excuse me. when It's not Ultron. It's when Frigga is flying to Thor. I just thought about how Vision takes three whole episodes to get back <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> uh... All right, we're going to see if it's in these episodes that I'm going to give up. Is it in the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode three episode? Knives out. Nope. Uh, Peter Rabbit two. Nope. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nope. My, my, the, 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 nope. Uh, according to Jim. Nope. Hmm. Uh, nope. No. Where's Josh Thanos? We need Josh Thanos. Help me. Well, we can. We I was like, we don't have to. What would you be? Tyler, keep talking. What would you be most excited to see more of? Josh Thanos. Josh Thanos, where are you? Danny, what would you be most excited to see more of? I have to. I have to reopen the doc. That's why I remember I'm on the page. I'm on the page. Oh, the, the oh gosh. That's why. Okay. So this is just a guess, but I think that Danny would like to see the T'Challa Star Lord spinoff still be greenlit. Oh, yeah. you're right. I would. I would. I would. But hold on. I'm searching Josh Thanos. One, okay. Here's the thing. I know where I mentioned it to Caleb when it happened. Uh,. It looks like it was around April 20th we did it, which means, sorry, we, we finished the search, which means it should be in April 20th, should be in one of these Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes. I will check one last time, and then we will go back. Okay. Okay? Thank you, listeners, for waiting with us. We'll probably have this audio cleaned up. We should have this audio cleaned up. <laughs> Danny. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the Josh Thanos one was, but okay. it's okay. Well, uh, it's a thing. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You know what? We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done talking about Josh Thanos. We're going to move on and we're going to talk about the Child Star Lord. Yeah. What are you most excited to see more you of? You got put that in the description that I had like a mental breakdown about Josh yes. Thanos. <laughs> um, I, so there's a Charles Starlord episode, uh, excuse me, spinoff that was uh, being talked about by the creators. And they're like, it's in limbo because Chadwick Boseman passed away. I would still like this spinoff to be greenlit. I'd prefer to watch this compared to a what if show. Um, and I think animation is a different medium. And if we can recap, I, to be very blunt, even though he's passed away, if we can recast Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson for animation, we can recast Chadwick Boseman. 
Um, it feels like such a shame that T'Challa will not be continuing on in any form of his MCU incarnation. I think that T'Challa Star Wars spinoff would be a good way to do it for now. Sorry, but Josh Thanos from all 10 again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm most excited to see Marvel Studios announcing that season two of What If is canceled. Yeah, I have hope. That yeah, makes sense. I have hope. Right. So, what if what if it's revealed in the post credits of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania that they're no longer continuing with What If? Like, unlike the Loki post credit scene where they call, like renewed for season two, it's just like a stamp goes on Ant Man's head. And it's like What If is canceled? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So we did uh, per tradition. We yeah, we did show. finish the show. We the show. So Thank we God. have we are now giving each other uh films to watch uh in the coming week and then we will talk about them in the next episode. So Danny, do you want to go first or I go first? I go first. I go first. I'll go first. Tyler, I give you 2017's The Big Sick. It features future MCU star Kumal uh, Nanjiani, uh, Zoe Kazan, Ray Romano, and Holly. Say Holly Hunter. I'm now I'm getting unsure that that's the, the Holly that's in it. Uh, but it's the person who plays Elastigirl. There are a lot of there's a lot of Hollies in Hollywood that I always mix up. Um, it's an Amazon original, so it's an Amazon Prime. Uh, I gave this to you because you're giving me yeah. Candy, and I was like, what's a, a light film I can give you? And the big sick is really not that light, but it is pretty funny. Uh, and I also think it'd be cool if you watch Kumal's biggest film before he channels. Out, yeah. So. Yeah. I look, I look, yeah. I look forward yeah. to it. Uh, Danny, I give you. She'll watch it with Felicia. She'll yeah. probably like it. That's a, yeah. It's a good day. Yeah. Anyway, Danny, I give you 2001's A Knight's Tale featuring Heath Ledger, Paul <laughs> Bettany and Rufus Sewell. Uh, you'll find this one on Netflix. This one, I like, I remember growing up like, I was eight or nine when I first saw this movie. Should, probably shouldn't have, but uh, enjoyed it uh, nonetheless. And it obviously so much better. You understand a lot more of the humor uh, when you're older, but it's just overall a fun time. And Paul Bettany goes ham in this film. So, and yeah. we are, we, uh, we stand Paul say, Bettany. I just want to say, so. what's up? We do. Uh, I wanted to say when you said 2001, I thought you were going to be like, by the way, give me 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's going to be like, well, I've seen it, Tyler. <laughs> I'll give you 2001 A Night's Tale Space Odyssey. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. We're done. Hey, but you know what we're going to do next week? We should probably see Yeah, we should. What we're going to do next week so people know what the... Uh, we're going to start our Spider-Man No Way Home prep by watching every single Spider-Man movie that doesn't include Tom Holland or Tom Hardy in it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I want to point out that, um, well, no, I won't point out because, you know what, some listeners might have not seen Venom, Left to be Carnage Jet. So when No Way Home comes out, I'll point out that it's not that thing I want to point out. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, let's get that outro going. Thanks for listening to this episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, Why Is with Ty Dan. Oh, why is the tight end at buzzfrat.com? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you could just type in "Why is Blitz tied in" on your address yeah, bar. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be the only. Uh, we'll probably be the only response. Hopefully, hopefully, um, you can also contact us. But you can contact us by email at why is with tied in at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at why is time one because I'm really one. Follow me, Danny Vincent, on Letterboxd for reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. By the time this episode's out, I probably will see No Time to Die. So maybe you'll get a review of that by then. Um, we'd also like to thank Zachary Wright for this episode. Yes, thank you, Zach. Thanks, Zach. Uh, also, if right. you are a listener of this podcast and you know which episode we first talked about Josh Thanos, uh, Josh Thanos Origins, then uh, <laughs> please at us on Twitter. It so we... I, if you, if you rem- the one thing I do remember is that it was a few weeks before my bond it had to be a few weeks before the spider-man episode because i remember people talking to me about how my weird impression of bono is the new oh Thanos. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah uh well yeah we'll, see you we'll catch week. you in the next it'll be a insert your spider-man one meme here if you want i don't know hashtag 24 year old chases the school bus well, Spider-Man 3 is rent, and, you know, Spider-Man 2 is pizza time. Spider-Man 1's got to be, uh, out, am I? Wait, no. All right. Hold on. So, are you saying that the itsy-bitsy Spider-Man <laughs> Are you saying out? that the Spider-Man, <laughs> Raimi, the Raimi Spider-Man films have alter egos that are musicals? No, I said memes. Oh, memes? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the perfect one... The perfect one for Spider-Man 1 is actually any meme of Ben Platt for the movie uh, version of, uh, I don't remember what the musical's called. You know what I'm just going to say? I'm going to say I missed the part where that's my problem. Catch you in the next one.